0: All right, what's up, guys? Um, this is episode one of the Nothing But Controversy podcast. Uh just to start off, we're gonna introduce ourselves and say our favorite teams and players. Um, my name's Matt. Uh my favorite teams are the New Orleans Saints, the Montreal Canadians, the New York Yankees. Alex, the Alabama Crimson Tide when it comes to NCAA football uh, when it comes to soccer. I'm a big Real Madrid fan. That being said, my two favorite athletes are LeBron James and Cristiano Ronaldo. Next, I'll pass it off to my boy Shainer.
1: All right, uh, <clears throat> I'm Shane. My favorite teams are uh, the Habs, uh, the New York Giants, the Florida Gators for both football and basketball and uh, the Raptors and Blue Jays. And my favorite athlete is LeBron James. Sorry, over to Cam.
2: Up? I'm Cam. I'm Big Eagles guy. Uh, big Habs guy as well. Love the Raptors and Oklahoma for anything college sports.
3: Uh, yeah, that's about it. And then I'm going to shoot it off last. My name is Dawson. Uh, big Indianapolis Colts fan. Uh, I could give a shit about baseball. I could give a shit about soccer. Uh, big Raptors fan. Uh, and other than that, my favorite athletes have to be, uh, you know, King James. Uh, Andrew Luck, shout out to him. Peyton Manning, shout out to him. Um, and yeah, spicy pee for the Raptors, man.
0: Jeez. Yes, All right, like so basically um, how this whole podcast is going to work is I'm just going to be the host. Um, each week, we, we prepare a couple questions and topics that we just want to talk about and debate. We give ourselves, like I'll just announce the topic. Everyone else will just say their, their answer and we'll just debate like that. So uh, let's just go into topic one. This is something we're gonna do for the rest of the NFL season, and we're just gonna call it the game of the week. So what we do is we just pick one game out of the next week. We're talking about, basically basically what we're gonna be talking about today is week 16 uh, of the NFL and the FBS, what's happening with bowl season and all that stuff. So our game of the week this week is the Los Angeles Rams playing in Seattle against the Seahawks. Uh, That game, the Seahawks are currently favored by two um shane give me your thoughts
1: all right i'm taking i mean after what happened sunday this is going to be a little bit of a shock but i am taking the Rams. all right basically just because since sean mcveigh's been there first of all they already won that matchup this this year they beat them already uh since sean mcveigh's been there after a loss they're 11 and four uh and they haven't lost yet this year after a loss and he's 5-2 and two against Seattle since he's been in L.A. I think what happened against the Jets was a fluke. I I honestly – I thought the Jets – they did get better. The Jets did get better. And the Rams did come back. They didn't have – I think they just ran out of time. They started off way too slow. And I just think that Sean McVay's going to walk in all week and he's going to be pressuring these guys to bounce back. And I think that he – if there's one guy that can create an offense to beat, to, like, look a lot better than they did, it's him, so.
0: Fair enough. I'll go next. Um, so, although I do agree with you that that win was a fluke, I think the Jets honestly just shot themselves in the foot, but um, I'm still taking the Seahawks. Um, to me, I'm taking the Seahawks with the points to cover the minus two because, to me, anything less than three is a pick em. usually. I mean, the odd game that ends in a one- or two-point game is um, – it doesn't really matter to me. Um, to me, this right now, the Seahawks are in the driver's seat of that division. It's their division to lose. And uh, this, this game is going to win them the division if they win. I think the, Saint, uh, the Seahawks are playing good defense at the right time. And the Rams just came off an embarrassing loss. I think they're going to be desperate. And I think they might make crucial mistakes that the Seahawks could take advantage of. I just see the Seahawks winning that, taking the division, and going in the right direction towards the playoffs.
3: Yeah, I'm going to jump in too. And I think any team that loses to the Jets doesn't deserve to be the game of the week. Uh, So I'm going to make my pick for the game of the week in the Colts Steelers. Uh, Colts are going to win by seven plus. Uh, No, but all jokes aside, um, I do think the Seahawks are going to take it too. I think they just want to wrap up this division. uh, You know, this week, the Rams, like Matt said, are going to come in. They're going to be really, really desperate. Uh, Everyone's going to try to make big plays. And, you know, unfortunately, most of the time that leads to big mistakes. Um, I think they're going to try to play, you know, aggressive football. And that doesn't really work against Russell Wilson to, you know, uh, he's going to exploit that all day. DK Metcalf's going to exploit that all day. Uh, so, yeah, I have uh, Seahawks and to cover as well.
2: Listen, I'm going to agree with Shane here. Uh, <laughs> last week I predicted the Rams would go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack on that. They looked horrible yesterday. Obviously, anytime you lose to the Jets, especially this year, I, you're not going to the Super Bowl. That's fair to say. I don't think one game represents the whole season at all or how good or bad a team is, but losing to the Jets is no good. However, I do like the Rams this week. I think Jalen Ramsey is going to lock up DK again. DK tweaked himself against Washington yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw that. A little bit of a jump on the end zone. His right knee kind of got stuck in the ground. We'll see how he progresses this week. He did come back in that game, but uh, we'll see how that goes. And... um I just I like the Rams. I don't know what it is. Their defense is. I still believe in them. They gave up twenty three yesterday, but Seattle didn't look good yesterday either. And and I think we gotta shift the focus a little bit to them. They have not looked good but, yeah. as much in the second half of the season. And Washington almost came back and beat them. They're not putting up as many points as they were in the beginning of the year. So I well, think that's well, something to
1: watch.
2: I, I think it's something to watch. But golf, he's gotta stop turning the ball over. and That's gonna be a key for the Rams.
0: Yeah. And basically to go back on that, um, I'm all for the DK Metcalf, Jalen Ramsey, uh, like matchup there. I think it's going to be a great match. I honestly think that Jalen Ramsey matches up better against DK Metcalf than any other team he has. Um, but you have to, you can't forget that Tyler Lockett is on the team too. Like he's a number one receiver on a lot of teams that are not the Seahawks. Right. So Absolutely. right there, right there. I think that's where, I think he's going to have a big game. But, uh, and honestly, I think it might come down to who turns the ball over the least.
3: Yeah,
1: but the Rams still definitely have people that can cover Tyler Lockett. Like what Troy Hill has done this year has been—he's been a good number two. He's done everything he's needed to do to prove that he's a number two corner. Um, Absolutely. Back to the DK and Jalen and Ramsey. DK Metcalf had two catches for 28 yards last game against Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. So I don't think. Like I don't, that's not to say that he's not going to go off. I'm just saying. I'd give this edge, this game, I think that Jalen Ramsey can lock him down again.
2: I think the biggest part of this matchup is going to be how well the Rams can keep the ball and and keep the ball on the ground. They need to run the ball and they need to keep the ball to Russell Wilson's time Mm -hmm. or else it's going to get ugly. I think it could get ugly, but I think the Rams are going to run the ball and I think this game is going to be long and slow and boring. And I don't think Russ is going going to get as many chances as he hopes for.
0: Cam Akers hurt himself, didn't he?
2: he came back. He came back. He looked good. He looked good after he came back. He came back
1: and broke a couple big runs.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. All right, so we'll move on to our next topic, and this is surely to be the most uh, debatable topic for sure. Uh, coming from an Alabama fan, I'm going to be loving to rep my guys here, but basically we're just going to talk about who gets your Heisman vote. Uh, the, the conference championships happened, locked it up pretty much. Um, nothing's really going to change in my opinion in the minds of voters after this weekend. So uh, here, Dawson, you go first.
3: No, I'm gonna piggyback off some of your answers. I haven't been a big college football guy this year, um, to be completely honest. Um, so I'm gonna let you guys answer first. I might piggyback off some of those points though.
0: Yeah, I wanna hear Cam's cause I know who Shainer's gonna say, so.
2: <laughs> Listen, I think this year is the most, I don't know, to me, like last year there wasn't there wasn't really competition. A couple of years before, there there was with uh, with Kyler and Bake, but I think this year, first of all, my final three are Devonte, Devonte Smith, Najee, and and Kyle Trask, no doubt. To me, there's there's no other no other guy that can go into that conversation. Mac Jones probably at four. He might have Brees Hall at five. We'll we'll see how that goes, but I think those three are no doubt the top three. My vote personally is gonna to go to Kyle Trask. I know you're not gonna like this, but <laughs> listen, listen. He's dominating. He's dominating defenses with a defense that can't do anything. This is the he's he's in the same position that Baker was when he won the Heisman, and and Kyler was when he won. He's doing a lot with not a lot, and a defense that can't stop a nosebleed. Kyle Trask is dominating defenses. Look! Look what he did to Alabama's defense. I think Devontae Smith is good. I think it's going to be close between them two. And I'm not saying I'm not saying one deserves it over the other. I'm saying personally, my vote goes to Trask. All right, I'm counting for I think 11, 11 touchdowns, eleven more touchdowns than Mac Jones or thirteen. Is, is it like so?
1: Eleven, yeah.
3: Okay,
2: I'm voting more, now too.
3: So. I'm gonna go same vote as Cam for two reasons. One, I want to see Shane smile when I say it, uh, and two. Uh, I think, you know, you just put him in a top three with a receiver and a running back. And I think that any day of the week, the quarterback's just going to get the edge in that. Uh, So Kyle Trask, you get my Heisman vote. Unfortunately, it doesn't count for much, but uh, you got it. Fair enough. I'll go after you, Shane. All right,
1: I have a lot to say right now. That's all (laughs) I'm going to say. I have a lot to say. It is without a doubt, Kyle Trask, trophy, without a doubt. Give my guy his trophy. Give Kyle Trask the Heisman. Shane
3: rehearsed this in the shower before we (laughs) start.
1: Listen, Florida Gators have the second most passing yards a game. The second in all of FBS. You want to know what their run game is? 119th. Okay. Alabama's second leading rusher had 39 less yards than Florida's leading rusher. All right. Kyle Trask, and then we do the Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, because that's what everybody was debating a long time ago. Well, not a long time ago, before this game. Kyle Trask, 11 more touchdown passes. Kyle Trask, two more rushing touchdowns. He he has almost 500 more passing yards than Mac Jones does. The only thing he doesn't have is Mac Jones has 76.5% passing percentage, and Kyle Trask has 69.7, and he has Kyle Trask threw one more pick. But... Anytime, like Cam said, the top four are probably going to be Trask, probably going to be Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, and Mac Jones. Anytime you need three Heisman finalists to beat one by seven points in a shootout, you got to give it to Trask. Anytime you need three guys to beat one, it doesn't make sense. It's got to be Kyle Trask.
0: Here's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm giving my... Just, just, just my rebuttal to your Mac Jones, Kyle, my, my pick is not Mac Jones for the record, but since he's my quarterback, you know, I gotta, I gotta give him some respect. He does have like 400 less passing yards, 11 less touchdowns, right? Mm-hmm. He also has 80 less completions or attempts. Okay. Okay, that's big news. Like he's threw the ball a lot less than Kyle Trask did.
2: He
1: also did you, he yeah. also has Najee also, Harris as a running. He also guy. had a run that's game. Fine, did me. you did you forget the fact that I said Florida's that's run that, game was? That, that's 100%. fine.
0: That's a good that's a good opinion. But you can't just say he has 400 more passing yards because that's a terrible. He he threw the ball 80, 80 times less. You would have fucking a thousand more yards if he threw the ball that many yeah, times. Yeah, but
2: Matt Matt, here's my thing with the Heisman. It's 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 an MVP, right? Who's more valuable to your team? You take Mac Jones off that team, you put in their backup quarterback Bryce Young. He's putting up the exact same number. You put Emory Jones the in for exact number,
1: But I think you have a good argument. Okay, but you, you understand the point. The yeah. If you take Matt Jones out, you put Bryce Young in. Yeah. If you take Matt Jones out, you put Bryce Young in, they still win. They still go undefeated. I think you so take, too. You take Kyle Trask out, they're not going eight and three. Emory Jones is not leading that team to an eight and three season.
2: And, and he's not putting up 4,000-plus, 40-plus touchdowns,
1: ETC, ETC. And coming yeah. in with, me, with that's seven is. points of the best team in the country.
0: All right. So let me give my opinion now, okay? I am fully aware that this has become a quarterback trophy, okay? Because to me, the quarterback is the most valuable position in maybe all of sports, okay? He's the guy who's going to take you to a Super Bowl. He's the guy who's going to take you to a championship, whatever it is. But... There's two guys from Alabama who have won the Heisman that are not quarterbacks. Those two are Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry. And you could argue that Devontae Smith has been more dominant, has had a more dominant season than both Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram had. Okay. He's the best player on the best team. That's another thing. He has three more wins than Kyle Trask does. Put Put everything aside, they won the game. So right there, that's point Bama. Okay. Point Devontae. Right. To me, like Dabo Sweeney said, it would be a shame to not include Trevor Lawrence. Because to me, Trevor Lawrence is the best player in college football. It's not close. I don't think anyone can can argue that. But the best player this season has been Devonte Smith. He's the first. He's the leader in receptions by 400. I think it was 400 yards. He's a uh, not, not uh, He's he's a leader in yards and he's the leader in receptions. He's second in receiving touchdowns. He's first in total touchdowns. His type of first in total touchdowns. And it just seems like every time he touches the ball, he's dangerous. He could score. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Look, to me,
0: to me, Kyle Trask was the front runner until he lost to LSU.
3: So, who did – sorry, when, when Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry won their Heisman, who were the other finalists? Was it, like, a uh, dominant Derrick quarterback Hattie, or was it – I think
0: had Deshaun Watson. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, who else was it? I don't know. There was another one. There, there was another quarterback. <clears throat> okay. But uh, – I don't know. I don't know who the finalists for Mark for Mark Ingram. Hey, no I know Henry had Deshaun Watson. Okay. I'm uh, just all funny. I know it took three is
1: the, candidates to beat one.
0: But all I know is that Kyle Trask is fifth in the ESPN Heisman rankings as of today. Fourth is Najee Harris. Third is Mac Jones. Two is Trevor Lawrence, and one is Devontae Smith. And I think that um, his SEC championship did nothing but improve his his case.
2: I'm not gonna say. And no Alabama player deserves it. I think Najee and, and Devontae could like they are both definitely deserving. I just think Devonte Smith also benefits from a great run game. Najee Harris had had five touchdowns the other game, and then three of them were receiving touchdowns, I believe. But he benefits from a dominating running back, and also a defense that dominates opposing offenses. Other than Ole Miss. But Kyle Trask doesn't benefit from anything. He's a horrible defense. He has no run game. He's doing it all himself, and he did it all himself all year. So I just think – like, I watched a lot of Florida this year. By by chance, it was just on TV a lot. But I think that team was horrible without Trask. And they're You're lucky he didn't get COVID and miss them. any games. Like, that defense couldn't win any game for them. Look at the LSU game. They gave up 37. Trask didn't have the best game. He threw terrible. a couple of picks, right? Dude, and then, and then you look at that, and I think that might cost him too.
0: That's what I said. To saying. me,
2: he's to me he's not the loss, just a couple of picks in that game. That that you can like it's Just any quarterback who you ask to to carry the whole team on their back for a whole year, like eventually it's going to catch up to them, and it did against LSU. But the way he fought against Bama, he looked like a husband winner to me.
0: Okay. Um. To me, I have a, I just have a question. Do you think Joe Burrow won because he carried LSU on his shoulders? Because I don't think so at all. I think he won because I don't. Uh, but I
3: think
2: he Joe the, Burrow he had the best, had the best, college best college football season ever. Football. Like, yeah. He had the best college football season ever. There's no yeah, no
0: debate at all. Also, look who was around him, right?
2: Cool. Yeah, but look at look what Trask did with no one around him. That's what I'm saying. He still I mean, put up four
0: thousand plus. He's not someone. He's going to be a first or second round pick,
2: right? Joe Burrow also had look at a, look at Devontae Smith's offense around him. He's the top three O line in the country top five quarterback in the country probably
0: what I'm saying is what i'm saying is i think joe burrow won the heisman not because he carried the team on his back because he didn't he had i mean he had a great obviously had a great season the best season ever but he also had the most weapons you could think of yeah. they're all i think all i also think this debate players.
2: is about this year though i don't right. i don't want burrow's burrow's irrelevant for me yeah, but what i'm saying, saying he won the heisman because he had the best college football season ever but he also this year we're, we're talking,
0: talking right huh? he also went undefeated right so you got to take okay. that into account when you're talking about the Heisman. But because
2: the Heisman, every year, Big didn't go undefeated. Kyler didn't go undefeated either. They did – they put their team on their back.
0: I'm just saying.
1: Da- Devontae Smith did not win all those games for Alabama, if that's what you're saying.
0: That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that they went undefeated. And you have to – you have to give them something for that.
1: Yeah, but then yeah, why hasn't an Alabama player won the Heisman them? every single year? What they gave them for oh, winning I'll, I'll every game is every a single chance year. to win the championship. That's what they gave them for winning every game of the year. You don't I give don't, a player. A- I agree. A I don't
2: think individual awards every should be game game won by by undefeated team every single year, like by default.
0: Anyways, we get debate about this all day, but I guess we'll just move on because I mean, we'll see eventually. Do you know? Do you guys know when the Heisman? No, I'm not saying.
2: I'm not saying they're not deserving. I'm just saying. It, it's sometime
0: in January, early yeah, after, January. It's after the first, uh, yeah. It's, it's yeah, first, yeah, it's after the first
1: set of game. Uh,
0: Yeah. All right, so we'll go to our next topic. And uh, since Christmas
3: is uh, January, it's Friday, it's in,
1: what's January up? 5th. Okay, cool. No, so Christmas
3: is December 25th, Shane. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so since Christmas
0: is in four or five days, um, the next topic is in terms of NFL-wise, What's on your Christmas list? So I'm one going thing, first. One thing you're asking <laughs> to Claus to improve the league, maybe improve your team, and uh, Dawson, go first then.
3: Yeah, I this was my favorite question or topic that we brought up this week because I have a hey, few. thanks, will So I'll do, I'll do a few, and then I'll let it go around the room, and then I'm going to come back and do some more. Um, oh, geez. So my first one is – it's going to be a selfish one. I hope that the Indianapolis Colts spend a little fucking money in free agency this year. Uh, hopefully on a quarterback you know we it doesn't make sense to me that we're now 10 and four and we have the second most cap in the league we, like don't get me wrong it's a great thing we have huge guys to pay like Quentin nelson we have Darius leonard to pay um, you know we have a bunch of big guys to pay here um but we need to make a move on a quarterback in free agency uh, or even via, via trade so that kind of ties into my second christmas wish list which is i want the colts to make a move for a quarterback um, I have a few on my wish list. I'm I'm not picky. Uh, I like Matt Stafford to the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Carson Wentz, to the, yeah. I I like Carson Wentz to the
1: Colts. Yeah, I like Carson Wentz to the Colts.
3: And my little dark horse, I like uh, I like Sam Bre- uh, Sam Darnold to the Colts too. Um, I think the Jets kind of gave up on him. He's still a good quarterback, I think. Uh, and yeah, I would definitely take him. Wait, I have, ending, a, question that, I have a
1: question for that. I have a question for that. The Jags right now have the number one pick. Yes, sir. Do you think the Jets take Justin Fields at two?
3: No, I don't.
1: So then no, they're going to eat. Do, I, I
3: also don't think. So. so then
1: they're probably going to keep Darnold, right? Like unless they plan on trading for someone. But yeah,
3: I mean, I don't know. I even it, I don't. Even I'm know. just thinking right is, now because the Jags. This is my again. Christmas wish list. I'm just say, I. It was just a question. Uh, and then my last thing on my Christmas wish list is, um, so let's say hypothetically the Jets get Trevor Lawrence, whatever, hypothetically, is I want some quarterbacks to get second chances that I think were overlooked too quickly. Uh, so the first one would be Sam Darnold. And then the second one would be Dwayne Haskins. Uh, okay. I want Dwayne Haskins to find a home. I, I think agree. He's still pretty good. I agree. I um, agree. I think he, they gave up on him way too quick in Washington. He won a game. He won a game early in the year, like week one or two, uh, and then by week four, they beat the he's Eagles gone. in week one. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And he didn't play bad. Um, but Antonio Gibson wasn't who he was. Terry McLaurin was Terry McLaurin. But other than that, you know, they didn't have much. Um, I think they pulled the like pulled the curtain on him very very quickly. I think he deserves a second chance. I don't know where, uh, but that's definitely on my Christmas wish list too. Get uh, get Dwayne Haskins a second chance.
0: All right, so I'm just going to go out. Of, I'm just going to go next because uh, you kind of took mine. So <laughs> basically what I said is I want the Saints to go into the offseason and trade for Matt Stafford. That was okay. my that was my number one thing. Matt yep. Stafford, to me, has been the most underrated player in this league for the last five years. Everyone yep. overlooks him. Everyone just he, – he, he plays on the Detroit Lions, so it, everyone thinks that he just doesn't play well. But to me, he's <coughs> underrated talent. I think that if he – he's being wasted in Detroit. I think if you come to New Orleans, Sean Payton can really revive his career. He has a guy like Michael Thomas to throw to. Yeah. My second wish list, my second thing on my wish list would be the Saints to go and pick pick up a number two receiver that's going to work. Manuel Sanders is supposed to be that guy, and he just has not been there this year. He's had maybe three or four crucial catches, and Traquan Smith has been a ghost. And to me, Traquan Smith has to get out of New Orleans. I, I, I can't stand watching him play anymore. He's our third guy. And then another thing for the Saints. I know this is crazy to say, but I just can't stand watch, watching Jared Cook play anymore. Jared Cook to me just looks like he never he's never trying. It looks like he's always lazy. Don't get me wrong, he's a he's basically the perfect build for a tight end, but to me he has too many drops and he just he's too lazy for me. He has a couple big catches, I'll give you that, but to me the main thing for the Saints is that they got to go and beef up their their offense. Especially at quarterback, since Drew Brees is gonna be dead next year, and their defense is <clears> the best in the league. Like you, you, saw them play against the Chiefs yesterday. They're the only, to me, they're the only team that could that can hang with the Chiefs right now. They rushed him and they they bullied the offensive line, and uh, the Saints are set at running back and on the O line. They have a young O line, but uh, for Christmas, let's go get let's go get Matt Stafford.
2: Just back on that Matt Stafford thing, being underrated. So, if you look what he did yesterday, too, they, they came out and said he had, like, some type of contusion in Corn the ribs or lungs. Yeah, and then also, like, he has that thumb issue that's been lingering all year, and he's still doing numbers. So, yeah, I think – and whatever team he goes to, I hope it's not Detroit, whatever team he goes to, I think they're getting a stud. And definitely a guy that could that could take you to the next step. Detroit's out of the playoffs,
1: and he said, if I could play, I'm going to play. Like, i don't know if you who, go, there was, i saw this video who was, who on, on like that on their team
3: yeah i saw this video yesterday i think it was on the check down or something and it was matt stafford getting absolutely destroyed on one play on the last play of the game and there was a pi in the end zone and he was like down dead on the floor crying his shoulders like popped out whatever the the the, the trainers come rush the field whatever take him off jacksonville i think it was calls a timeout so Matt Stafford with a dislocated shoulder goes in, throws the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. With a dislocated shoulder, goes to the sideline, collapses.
2: But that's that's the kind of guy he's been like his whole career. You know, he's tough. He's tough as nails. And just look at the things he does with his arm. And since Mahomes got in the league, it's been, he's been in the shadows. But Mm -hmm. I think he's right behind Mahomes in arm talent. And maybe throw Aaron Rodgers right in there with some of the ridiculous things he does. But Matt (laughs) Stafford manipulates his arm like ridiculously. So, personally, my Christmas list, I hope the Eagles go out and get a big name in the offseason. I'm not sure exactly who right now, but 2016, going into 2017, the offseason, they signed Alshon Jeffrey or traded for Alshon Jeffrey. And that was like that big splash. He came in, made a lot of plays, ended up making a crazy catch in the Super Bowl on the way to win. So, I hope the Eagles get a big guy like that. And I hope they can keep the positive momentum going into to next year. It's been tough, but. You no, know, they look good. Yesterday, they beat New Orleans last week. So I hope the the momentum kind of, especially for Jalen Hurts, and I'm hoping for for all the Oklahoma quarterbacks to to get what's coming for them this year. So Kyler, I hope the Cards can find a way to get into the playoffs. He looked really good yesterday. Fake in the AFC looks like they're they're going, but that, that's tight. So the Browns got to keep winning, and then uh, and Jalen Hurts. I hope he stays healthy. I hope he hope he keeps getting looked at. I hope Carson wins. As much as it hurts to say, I hope Jalen Hurts gets his fair shot at starting next year without all the drama Carson Wentz in the locker room and stuff.
1: Um, but yeah. All right, for mine, um, it's I, the Giants need a number one receiver. Whoever, Everybody who said that Darius Slayton is a number one receiver has never watched football in their lives. was only f- you, Shane. I never, not <laughs> once. I always argued that he was not a number one receiver. I, I said he was a good receiver. I knew he wasn't a number one. Uh but when I say a number one receiver, I don't want don't draft the receiver. You need a proven number one receiver. So that means Kelly Kenny Galladay or Allen Robinson. I'll also throw Chris Godwin into that one. All three of those guys are free agents this year. Personally, I think Chris Godwin is probably most likely because he's definitely gonna leave. If they re-sign A B, it doesn't make sense for him to stay. Uh if the only way I see Galladay leaving is probably if Matt Stafford leaves. And Allen Robinson, I never really know what he, what's going through his head. I didn't know what went through his head when he first signed with the Bears. And I don't know what's going through his head now. My second is Kyle Pitts. I love Evan Ingram, but the amount of times that this man drops the ball is ridiculous. He has ridiculous amount of talent, but he can't catch the ball. It doesn't make sense. I hated him. I hated when they drafted him. Then I learned to love him because he became the best player on the team until Saquon came there but now he just can't cast the ball and it's ridiculous to be paying a guy as much as they're, he's probably going to ask for, for him to drop the ball in crucial situations. And there's not a DB or a linebacker in this league that can cover Kyle Pitts. There's no linebacker that can run with him and there's no DB that is 6-6 that can out jump him. So... That's my that's my Christmas wish list for the. Giants. I just
0: want to say that uh, you guys were arguing that Kyle Trask doesn't have anyone around him, and I forgot. I, I even mentioned Kadarius Tony. I forgot to mention Kyle, Fitz, Kyle Pitts. Out. Say, Kyle Pitts was. I
1: didn't Kyle Pitts was. I didn't
0: say
2: he didn't have anyone around him. I'm talking about defense. If you're trailing the whole game, it's gonna be tough. But I do. I love Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts is the best tight end we've seen in a long
3: time. Yeah, maybe since Charles yeah. Kelsey.
0: Agreed. All right, let's go to our next. Uh, let's go to our next topic.
3: I have one more Christmas wish list, and oh. it's that Antonio Brown retires because I hate him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if we're adding in one more, I'm just gonna say get my man Jerry Judy out of Denver. I don't want to see his career get wasted away.
1: Bro, get Pat Shermer out of Denver. Did you Did you hear what Steve Smith said? No. Oh man, he said there's a reason that Pat Shermer got fired so many times.
3: Yeah. Steve Smith, probably one of my favorite receivers in NFL history.
0: I mean, he
2: and
3: one of the funniest analysts, analysts. Yeah. yeah, He just no,
2: no filter at all, yeah, none whatsoever.
0: All right, so next topic, we're gonna go to our bold prediction of the week in the NFL. And uh, Dawson, I think you're gonna like mine. Ooh. So, my bold prediction for this week is the Colts are gonna go into Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers by two or more scores.
3: Okay, I thought you're gonna say two or more points, two or more scores. Yeah. I like.
0: The Colts are trending up and the Steelers are trending down. And it was just a matter of time before the, before people started seeing the Steelers true colors. Okay. The entire time they were playing, I know I'm not the only one who didn't think that they were for real, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that I was one of them who didn't think that they were for real. And they got beat up by the bills who I think are for real. And that's, that's the type of teams you're going to play in the playoffs. So how is how is you losing that bad to a team like to a team like the bills going to, gonna convince me that you're that you're like a, a solid playoff chance you know I think the Colts are I think if there, I think there's three three four teams in the AFC that have a chance um, at going far in the playoffs and the Colts are one of them Steelers are not so right there give me the Colts to beat Pittsburgh by a couple scores there you go.
3: All right well I'm gonna kind of jump in and say the Colts aren't trending up the Colts have just been consistent all season. And everyone thinks, oh, the Colts are coming in hot now. First of all, fuck the NFL analysts who still think we're not a top 10 team at 10 and 4. I'm sorry, we are. Uh, we beat huge teams. We beat the Packers. We beat. We killed the Titans on primetime. Uh, then we got killed by the Titans, but that's outside the question. I don't know. I think at 10 and 4, the Colts are a top 10 team, 100%. Um, but yeah, that's, that's beside the point. Uh, my bold prediction this week on top of... The Colts, I think the Colts are going to go into, you know, bias aside, I think the Colts are going to go into Pittsburgh uh, and really kill the Steelers. I really do. Uh, But my bold prediction of the week is that the 49ers are actually going to beat the Cardinals. Um, I think the Cardinals are pretty much not, I don't think the Cardinals are going to sneak into the playoffs. And I think this is just, I don't have a reason why. This is just a sneaking suspicion. It's a division game. I think it's just a trap game for the Cardinals uh, who think, you know, they're kind of fighting for their lives here. And kind of like what we said with, um, what was it earlier? Uh, the Rams fighting for their life here after uh, that game last week. I think the Cardinals are going to go in making a lot of mistakes. I think uh, the Niners are going to capitalize that, on that. And I think the Niners are actually going to win the game.
2: Lock it in. All right. I actually had uh, Colts beating beat in the Steelers by 10 plus as well. So I'll switch it up. As weird as a year as this has been, I'm gonna take the Raiders to be Miami. Just so I like it. I think Miami Miami's been built out by like the Pats offense has been horrible. And I think that that's they, they got lucky. like they put up twenty two and it was it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. Obviously they had Devontae Parker out and um uh they had someone else out yesterday. If anyone wants to help me out here. I have no idea. But anyways they they start oh, Jakeem Grant was out. So you're starting Matt Collins their receiver was We know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, he was with the Eagles before. He was horrible. I don't think Miami, like, they don't look like a a true playoff team right now. Neither do the Raiders. But I just think the Raiders are going to go in and beat them, just shake things up a lot in the AFC.
3: Okay, Shane, before you jump into yours, do you guys, and I don't want Matt to answer, uh, do you guys like Tua? Do you think Tua is the real deal? No. Personally, I I I said this before Tua got drafted.
2: (laughs) I don't believe in any uh, any Alabama quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And and I don't know if you can name me the last successful Alabama quarterback in the NFL, but I can't think of one at all. AJ McCarron was the closest thing, I guess, but... Jalen Hurts or what? You
0: know what? <laughs>
3: huh? Jalen Hurt's, Hurts is an Hurt's OU product, Hurt's. baby.
2: Yeah. yeah, you know, sure, I'll give you Jalen Hurts. But look, I, I like Tua. I, I think he's the best of Alabama's recent quarterbacks. We'll see what he can do. I think they need an upgrade, though. They need they need a real running game, and uh, they need they need a couple
3: more receivers. I, I, I like think Jamar Parker, Chase would but, be nice in Dolphins. Ab- absolutely, absolutely, because they're going to get the Texans pick too, which is going right. to be a high pick, and I think they could squeeze in Jamar Chase. I think that would be really nice for Miami. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I do think Tua needs like another weapon.
2: I don't know. We'll see. I I like I like what he's doing so far. I'm not going to say like because I don't believe in Alabama quarterbacks. I just I'm going to rule out Tua. I don't think he's the best rookie quarterback at all, but I I think he he can be a franchise quarterback. We'll see. And they have a great defense.
0: Was that – you said that you don't trust any Alabama quarterback or whatever, like, that's fair. But to me, Alabama was never about throwing the ball and making big plays until – No, no, that's
2: not what I mean. I'm just saying, like, just how good Alabama – and, like, look, we could hate on Alabama all day because of how good good they are. I'm going to sit here and respect them. It's hard to – especially in college football with as much turnover as you get. Coaches leave in. Obviously, a bunch of players leave in every year for the draft. I think it's hard to be, you're like, I don't know how good an Alabama quarterback would be on another team just because of how ma- how many good players they have. Are Like, you got the top five O line. You're going to have top three receivers, one of the best running backs in the country. So it's hard to go to the NFL where you're playing top talent from every other guy that was in college and then have to do more for yourself, you know, when you're not used to doing a lot.
0: Just to say, to be fair, you guys can say whatever you want about Tua, but he's what? Six and two as a starter?
2: No, that's I I believe Tua is the best Alabama quarterback I've seen in a long time. And I do think he can develop into a franchise quarterback. All
0: right. All right,
1: so back to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is going to go into Dallas and he's going to drop five touchdown passes. Wow. I love that. What I like, I what, what he did Sunday is he did not shy away from Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson is one of, still, in my opinion, still one of the best corners in the game. And he, tar- he actually t- targeted Patrick Peterson early in the game. And he got Patrick Peterson to get, what, two or three pass interference calls because he just kept going at him. And there's nobody even close on Dallas that's anywhere near. Patrick Peterson. So, I just think Jalen Hurts is going to pick them apart. He's going to drop five touchdown passes on their hands. I like that. Who's the numbers. number
3: one corner corner in Dallas? Is it Ujia?
1: No. Oh, I, mean, I think so. Well, it might be, actually. Uh, uh for the year. Yeah, exactly.
3: The fact that we're debating this just kind of puts it. Yeah, stuff. exactly. <laughs>
2: their secondary is horrible. They're Jordan Lewis is a baller. I like them at Michigan, but he needs help, man. He, he can be, like, a real – Kind of nickel corner, but uh, they, they, need, don't a have, a they need, need a lot of help yeah. on defense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so moving into our next segment, we're going to be doing this one every week, but it's going to change every week. It's just basically called, easy enough, our question of the week. And today, it's pretty much what everyone's been talking about in the world of football. Do you agree or disagree with the, CF, with the college football playoff rankings? Who wants to go first?
3: I'm going to go quickly because, again, I don't. Necessarily know it. Um, I don't agree. I think AM should be four, and uh, that's it. I know this because you guys spoke about it in the group chat before this show, uh, and that's my opinion.
1: All right, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in on that one. I also disagree, and I do believe that AM should be in, but I don't think it should be four, just based on what my rankings would be. It would be Bama Clemson one and two. That's not changing. I would have A&M at three just for purpose of not having that rematch against Bama. And I would have Notre Dame at four for not having that third game against Clemson. I just don't see how six games is enough.
0: Fair
1: enough. I, I, and to me, uh, we all said Florida was a team that could beat Bama. And forget that 28-point game at the beginning of the year that Alabama put on Texas A&M. Texas A&M beat Florida. And Florida almost, they came within seven points of Bama. And I think Texas A&M just got better as the season went along. Kellen Mon was playing out of his mind at the end of the year. And I would have loved to see them get a chance. But like I said, six wins, to six games to me, going six and all, I'll give you that. You went undefeated. But six games is just not enough. And Northwestern um, like, was beating them the majority of that game too. So... I just don't see how Ohio State deserves to be in there.
0: Sam, you go, and then I'll go.
2: I, I disagree as well. Uh, look, Ohio State, I'm not even going to touch on. It is what it is. I think they're 6-0 and in the Big Ten. I don't think the committee is ever going to disregard that. I think the Big Ten would take that way too personally if they did. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with Ohio State being in there. I think they should sit four behind anyone who's played 10 or more games. And look, Notre Dame, I don't believe in them. I think Alabama's gonna beat them by thirty plus. I don't think it's gonna be close for a minute. It'll be done by the end of the first quarter, in my opinion. Um, but
1: uh I, I would have liked to see A and M in there for sure. Let me just battle I mean, this I mean, whole career. Let me let me just back before you go back to A&M, Let me just back Right the strength A&M. of schedule and everything. No, but not even. The, yeah, they lost to Clemson, but that Venable called a terrific game. The DC for Clemson called a what almost think perfect game.
2: What do you think, Alabama? No, I know, I know, I do. know. But wait,
1: but wait. People are saying that they should be out because they lost to Clemson. They also beat Clemson. Say what you want about Trevor Lawrence not beating there, but he doesn't play defense. And Notre Dame dropped forty-seven on them.
2: Right, but they all, they're also missing their starting middle linebacker. Okay, really but you now. think absolute that's terror between forty? Yes, I there. do. I do a hundred percent.
1: Watch Nick okay, Skowski next, I'll, next, I'll, time, I'll take, next time they play. I'll take maybe. Twelve points off. I'm not taking the full. He's not. He's not shutting them out.
2: Absolutely not. But th- look, look how many rushing yards they had last last time they played. Pull that up for me, and then you pull up how many rushing yards they. Had. They had less than 100 rushing yards today. Nick Skowski is the heart of that defense.
1: He is. I agree. agree. I absolutely agree with that. I agree with that. He's probably a top three middle linebacker. So, if, so if you think he's right now, not
2: the reason for Notre Dame's he's not offense being shut
1: down, but you don't think he can keep call calling signals. Trust me. Trust me. You'll see. You'll see. I, I, I I'm just saying I will see, but I'm just saying 40, he's, they still scored 47 points.
2: I think we can all agree. I think we can all but, agree, but the can main all main agree. Argument, Alabama's defense is worse than Clemson. Yeah. I don't think Notre Dame puts up more than 17.
1: But everybody's book main it, book it was that Lawrence wasn't there. That's everybody's main argument. But
2: that's not my argument. Out I know. I still I, don't I think they all should all be, right. in the playoff.
1: They yeah. be in the playoffs. I agree with you. They be in the playoffs. I'm saying why if
2: them and Clemson played again next week, let's say let's say by some random chance Notre Dame beats Alabama. Let's just say, okay. It's it's not gonna happen. But let's say we had a third
1: rematch of Clemson and Notre Dame. I think the exact same thing happens. Clemson wins by 24 plus. But I'm saying if you're looking at the if you're someone voting for teams, the biggest reason that everyone's saying all they won was Trevor Lawrence. That's what everyone was saying. And Trevor Lawrence doesn't play defense. He probably would have put like 60 points. I'll, I'll give you that. But he doesn't play defense. That's, that's, that's why a I would thing. put Notre Dame in.
2: Notre Dame beat Louisville 12-7. to 7. That's all I have to say. I have nothing else to say. That's it. I'm just saying. That's I'm going to jump
3: in too and go back to my Christmas wish list. Uh, I, want, I want Cam Newton to stop typing like that. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Like how long do you think that takes him to type?
0: Anyways, Uh, (laughs) Let me say my piece. Okay. I'm just going to pretty much just read what I I wrote down here because I was very passionate about this and I want to make things clear. Okay. So I understand why the committee made these choices, but I'm never going to be able to completely agree with them because everyone's got an argument, right? They say it's who's got the best resume. Okay. To me, the best resume between Notre Dame and Texas A&M is Notre Dame. Okay? Just hear me out. Maybe you disagree. Notre Dame is the best loss. Okay? Or sorry, the best win, right? They beat Clemson. Can't take anything away from that. You could say Trevor Lawrence wasn't there. They still put up 47 points. You could say they still put up 47 points against a good Clemson defense. Okay? A&M got steamrolled by Bama. Okay? So Dame well. I would rather see AM in than Notre Dame. But I understand if I was on the committee, I'd put I'd put Notre Dame in too. I think AM mm-hmm. has a stronger case to make it than Ohio State does. Because Ohio State didn't have any impressive wins to me. And they almost got upset in the Big Ten championship. And they had six they had what six games?
1: That was their
0: sixth Yeah, game. they they that was their okay. sixth game. Okay. To me, I think Ohio State got in. For the sake of ratings, everyone wants to see Ohio State in the playoff, okay?
2: That's Everyone's it. It's the Big Ten. They
1: don't get...
0: Ohio, Ohio State and Clemson. Ohio State have a Big Ten championship, which does mean something, but doesn't mean as much as it usually does, okay? Ohio State got in with Justin Fields playing like absolute garbage. And to me, you have to take in the eye test as well, okay? To me, to to be the best, to be in that playoff, you have to be able to beat the best, okay? To me, if I'm in the committee, I'm I'm making my argument saying, who has the best chance at beating the best team, right? To me, this year, I think there's two teams that have a chance at beating Bama. And the only teams that are going to beat Bama is a team that can go score for score with them, okay? I don't care how good your defense is, Bama's putting up 35, 40-plus points. They're averaging 49 points a game. That's ridiculous. That's never happened in Alabama history, okay? There's two teams, Clemson and Florida. Those are the only two teams that can, that can even match up with Bama. I I think if Bama plays Ohio State, they beat them by twenty plus. They beat they're gonna beat Notre Dame by thirty plus, and I think Clemson is gonna give them the best shot to to ups, uh, to, to to beat them for the national championship. I think we entire- could
2: argue about who three and four should be forever, but I think it, it was from halfway through this year we knew it was gonna be Alabama and Clemson yep. again, and that, that's what it is. Maybe <laughs> Florida too. Like as they started gaining momentum, looked good. Obviously, we got a great game last like a couple of days ago, but. I think it was coming down to Alabama and Clemson, no matter what.
0: And it honestly, sucks that Florida that Florida lost to LSU because you could even but, argue. That I agree. LSU lost to Florida. Florida would have a legitimate shot at saying, "I want to be in the playoff too." We just lost to the best team by six points. You know, like
2: yeah,
0: it is what it I is. I agree. Um, but I see Alabama and Clemson both winning by multiple scores. But I get. I think. I think it would just. It would just not made sense to not put Notre Dame in. I mean, they lost to Clemson. I mean, Texas A&M lost to to Alabama, but Notre Dame also beat Clemson. So that's just fair, I, you know. Like they both don't have a conference ta- championship. At least, at least Notre Dame was in it. Notre Dame was undefeated up to that point. Like you can't just take into account one game, right? They have to take into account their whole season.
1: No, um, to right. be, I'll, I'll, I'll track Trevor, back you're taking. Yeah, into don't disagree one with game it. Also. What'd you you're say, taking, You're taking into account Bama beating. A&M so you just contradicted yourself you're taking it one game from A&M
0: no but I'm saying Clemson I'm I'm I'm, I'm saying that a lost to Bama by a lot but but so did Notre Dame. Notre Dame lost to Clemson by a lot but Notre Dame also beat Clemson like Texas a m didn't beat Alabama
2: I'll track back and say just to put this to bed uh, I don't disagree with it I think it would have been nice to see A&M in there that's all I, th- I think we, we're all pretty much saying the same thing it would have been nice to see them and I, I think honestly, can do.
0: Not, anyone who's not a Texas A&M fan is 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 kind of like okay, it makes sense. Like yeah, it doesn't. Really but matter. I
2: also realize as a college football fan and someone who's watched like more of it this year than I have ever, which is saying a lot, I really don't think it's going to be close.
0: Okay, but here here's something. Okay, for the sake of argument, who do you think wins in a game between Notre Dame and A&M?
1: A&M. That's a good one. I don't I, I close, I take Notre Dame.
2: I'm taking AM. I like Notre Dame's defense. And that, that's that's what it would come down to for me. I think I think I would take Notre Dame and I I'm down it.
0: to the running game too, because that was Notre Dame's identity was beating people down with the, with the I mean that's what happened in the first game against Clemson. They ran all over Clemson and then this game they what they had like less than sixty rushing yards, I think. Anyways. Yeah, no, they'd they'd left
2: an 80 for sure.
0: Yeah. Let's move on to our last segment of the week. And uh, we're going to go into our NFL locks of the week in terms of betting. So we looked into all these spreads and over-under passing, whatever yards you want, prop bets. Uh, Shainer, you go first. What's your lock of the week for the NFL? All
1: right, my lock of the week kind of ties into my board prediction. I'm going to take Philly minus one and a half in Dallas.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, it's high, I I don't really have to back it up. If my bold prediction hits, I don't really see Andy Dalton matching five touchdown passes from Jalen Hurts.
3: Fair enough. Bolt's okay. money line. Okay. They shouldn't all even right. be underdogs, but it is what it is.
2: All right, all right. I'm going to go Bears minus seven and a half, just a straight up uh, win here. Obviously, with what transpired yesterday with the Jets, I think the Jags have no business wanting to win the any of the, the remaining two games on the schedule. Also, the Bears have put up thirty plus in the last three games. They haven't done that in seven years. I think I saw before.
0: So seven years.
2: And I think they're going to keep it rolling. Trubisky looks pretty good. The
0: defense. I was say looks, not for nothing, Mr. Trubisky's looking. Uh, he does. He does. Like Absolutely, young. he looks good.
2: So I'm going to take the minus seven and a half. I think they'll win by a lot. Could be a lot more than that. But yeah. Bears minus seven and a half, lock it in.
0: <clears throat> so, um, mine, again, goes into my – it's kind of the same thing as you, Doss. I, I just I, I put Colts plus two and a half just because I, I don't think they should be under – I don't think they should be underdogs regardless. But I guess, like I said before, like, to me, anything that's under three is a pick em anyways. So, yeah. I'll just take Colts money line, period. Um, I just think that the Colts are simply a better team. So for me, again, like, like I said, for the college football playoff, like, it's to the eye test. I've not, I haven't seen anything out of Pittsburgh that said, "Wow, they're a great team." You know, uh, I just, I think the Colts are. I think the Colts might expose their true colors, like like the Bills did. You know, like mm-hmm. we'll see. To me, it's to me, it's a simple lock. I, I think that's that's uh that's, that's gonna be that's gonna hit right away.
3: Sweet. I know you said this is the last segment, but I do just want to ask you guys one last question because, uh, as we know, basketball season is coming, and I don't want this to be uh, old news by the time episode two comes out. Um, But I just want to know what your guys' thoughts on James Harden is. What do you think the best destination for him? Uh, I've heard rumors about Toronto. I've heard rumors about the Sixers. Um, I just want to know your guys' thoughts on that.
0: I'll go first, okay? So, to me, Kay, this might be controversial, Mm -hmm. but I always thought that James Harden was overrated, okay? I think he's a great scorer. I don't think he's the best scorer in the league, I think he takes the most shots in the league and he caught, like he shoots the most free throws in the league. Mm-hmm. That'll get you points, but pure scoring, he's not the best in the league. I think that the Rockets relied too much on him for the past few years and that's why that was their inevitable demise. Honestly, I thought that they relied on him too much in the iso. And I think they got to get rid of him. Honestly, and I'm looking at some of these like rumored trade packages I saw a package for from the Denver Nuggets for Jamal Murray Jr. and a first. If I'm the Rockets, I'm taking it running forever. Like, yeah, Yeah. Jamal Murray is criminally underrated. I mean, not not for nothing. We're from Canada. We know about this guy, but like, he showed it. Like through the bubble last year, he was maybe the MVP besides Damian Lillard. Lillard, Lillard, You know, like. But to me, if if I'm James Harden, I want to go to to Brooklyn or. or miami that those are the two that i heard you know what toronto miami
1: pulled out today miami said they're not trading for him today
3: i I saw toronto and philly as finalists
1: but again i'm speaking
3: as a raptors fan um i think if we trade pascal siakam for james harden we will never reach an eastern conference finals as long as that's our team uh first of all who the over six eight who is our best big after Pascal Siakam. Like our our best big is gonna be Chris Boucher. Zero, yeah, zero. Like we have Fred Van Vliet, we have Kyle Lowry, we have OG, we have Norman Powell. We don't need a James Harden. That's Um, the key to it for me though. And no team should be giving away their young core for a guy like James Harden. I think think what Masai is doing, what Masai is doing in Toronto, I don't think he'd ever pull the trigger on that. I think he's just setting the market value for Pascal Siakam for OG. Saying, I, I like that you, move. Personally,
1: yeah,
3: I do too. I think if you want a guy like this, it's going to cost the leading score in the NBA. It's going to cost this. It's going to cost that. I think he's setting the market for Pascal and OG. Um,
1: Personally, I think it's Harden. Harden wants the ball in his hands, and I don't think Harden should have the ball in his hands. I think there's a reason that Russell Westbrook had his worst year in a long time playing beside James Harden. It's because James Harden constantly wants the ball, and he he turns it over a lot and he takes stupid shots, but you're going to get a James Harden that doesn't want to play for you. If you're not going to put the ball in his hands. So essentially it's going to be a team that literally needs to leave the ball in his hands. So it's going to have to be a bottom tier team to me.
3: In my I, would, opinion. I would
1: say the Knicks because they,
3: they're I mean, the only team.
1: It's the only team that I see would let James Harden do what he wants because they crave that star. They so have, what,
3: what do the Knicks trade RJ? Do the Knicks? I've like,
1: heard, I've seen them. That's what,
3: that's what I saw with RJ. Fuck. That's it. I saw RJ
0: Obi topping in another first, but
3: I don't but think. Again, I if I was the Rockets, that. I would do that in a second. Yeah, to
0: me that's crazy. If yeah, I'm, for yeah.
3: sure, for sure. Yeah.
0: But I know you said that James Harden doesn't need the ball, like does I shouldn't have the ball in his hands. I disagree. I think he should because I think he's a scorer. He's anywhere yeah, he goes. He's
1: not a point guard. Let I your agree. point guard handle the ball. Get yeah, open. That that's what he does. He's a bad ball handler. He's not a bad ball That's what ball he does, ball. though. But he stands – No, he he's not a bad ball. ball he, if he does not have the ball, he stands still. That's not basketball.
3: It's You're not that he's a bad he's ball, he's ball handler. A he's, bad, bad, he's, he's a bad – he's a bad facilitator. Like, and that's what you need yeah. in a point guard. Right.
1: He's not – he's a shoot first guy. Even if there's three guys on him, he's going to try and take the shot. He like looks Steph, shot first. Steph is a scorer, but Steph is He's
3: not going to be the best
0: scorer there, and he's not going to hold the ball. I think it's just a terrible fit. And I think I think, yeah. if Brooke, I think if Brooklyn sent away guys like Dinwiddie and like their core, their core is the whole deal. Like you know, you got
3: big stuff. Kyrie vert too. Kyrie LeVert is so friggin' underrated. It's yeah. insane. Like, well, that's just it. I don't know. I, I don't like it. I don't like Harden either. Also, I to think
2: I think the well, that's what it is. I think the longer this has gone on, I think when we first started hearing oh Harden wants out, and then you're you're looking at the Nets and everyone's getting excited, the lot like. This keeps drag, like, getting dragged on, and the more it seems, like, less exciting for me.
3: I feel I feel like, I'm, his like his wherever he goes, he's going
1: to – well, that's what it is. Not to mention the Rockets GM is asking for way too much. He asked yeah. the Sixers for Ben Simmons and three first-round picks.
3: Not
0: for nothing. I was, if I don't, he's gonna make that trade. It's gonna have to be that. You know, you can't send away your 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 top player for nothing. You know. I
3: was gonna say though, I think I like him in Philly. I think him and Joel Embiid would be pretty wicked. I think that's. I was gonna say Philadelphia kind of needs a guy who's gonna shoot. Ben Simmons that's isn't it. a threat. That's mm-hmm. it. so that's it. Anyways, we can get into more basketball next week so that, you know, I can talk a bit more, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so excited for this season, man. It's um, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited for this season. Blake, lock
0: him down now. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, that Perfect. was episode one of nothing but controversy. We'll be back next week. Take care.